This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments with my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about Deadpool 2016. It's probably the most recent movie we've done. Uh, we I, Well, we talked about uh, Star, Wars. Star Wars and Game of Thrones, I guess. But uh... That's true. This movie's barely over a year old. We're, we're hip. We're right, right on the top of it. We're, we're very topical. Yes. Uh-huh. All right, Deadpool, 2016, directed by Tim Miller, uh, written by Rhett Reese, Paul Warnick, other people, uh, <laughs> starring Ryan Reynolds and other people. Rena Baccarin. Mm-hmm. And TJ Miller and the guy Hilarious. who used to be on Game of Thrones who's no longer on Game of Thrones. The guy, the guy, the guy yeah, the guy who got replaced as uh, Dario. Yeah. <laughs> who replaced... He was too pretty. <laughs> No, it's because he replaced um, uh, who's the British action hero? Oh, the Johnny Hitler English. Thing? Yeah, no, he replaced uh, Statham for the yeah. transporter. Is that did yeah. he? Same guy. Yeah, that's the same guy, and that's why he okay. dropped out of the Game of Thrones role. At least that's what I heard. Anyway, he was in Deadpool. Yeah, he was the main bad guy. Ajax. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it does. It does not look like him at all. <laughs> the long hair, I don't know, but it's him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Alex, since you picked this, or Scott, since you picked this, anything you want to yeah, talk Scott. about before we go? I messed up uh, the first damn just, just that this was, uh, I, I don't know how I'd rank this in movies over the last like five years, but definitely top, top of it, any list as far as the most fun movies. Um, it, it was a well, I'll kind of get into this in my list, but I enjoyed the gratuitous uh, sex and violence. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, they, they showed that uh, you could make a successful R-rated comic book movie with this one. Um, so hopefully the we see more of things like this in the future, although it's probably going to be like another DC thing where they're going to try with other properties and it's just going to suck. For example, uh, I've, I've heard they want to do an R-rated uh, Venom movie just because. Uh, I, well, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, if they give the same respect that they did to... Uh, I mean, if they treat the character right, of course, it's going to be awesome. Deadpool, I mean, Venom is a great character. But, but I, it, I, I, I don't yeah, see they, why that character probably... has to be R-rated, though. That's what I understand. Venom? Yeah. Oh Well, if they go into the Carnage... Uh, into any of that storyline, then it's going to have to be R-rated. I get it. Oh, well, just on spec. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Um, is a murderer, so... Uh, it was kind of interesting how this movie got made. I don't know how much of the f- sort of test film had to play in actually getting it made, but they did a, a short version of Deadpool way before the movie went into production, where they got Ryan Reynolds to voice it, and it was much more CGI-heavy. It was all CGI. It was all, well, it wasn't all CGI. 
but the you know movie eventually got greenlit, and here we are with an, a very R-rated <laughs> comic book movie. So, yeah, Deadpool. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch this. Yeah, but not with kids around. Get the Blu-rays. Definitely, even though it is a comic book movie, don't watch it in front of the kids. <laughs> yeah. This isn't Blade. <laughs> even that. Yeah, where Blade movies are? They, they were. Right? They, they were R-rated comic book movies, but they weren't the, the blockbuster that is going to propagate other R-rated comic movies like Deadpool is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was just thinking back on it because those are pretty gory too. Yeah, I mean, I really like the first Blade, uh, and the second one too. Not not quite as much, but I like the second one. Oh, really? Third one, I like, third I like one the second, second one better. Yeah, the third one was ass. Poor Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Is this his first really good comic book movie? Yeah. <laughs> not even Jessica Biel could save that one. <laughs> or Triple H. Or Triple H. Or Parker Posey. <laughs> Oh, she's in it? I don't remember that. Anyway, Blade 2 is the best. Anyways. <laughs> All right, into our list. So top seven moments. Scott, lead us off. My number seven, opening and closing credits. Uh, I'm always a sucker for alternative credit sequences. And the, the opening had the... And alternative <laughs> lifestyles. Uh-oh. Uh, the, the opening had the kind of faux credits... Where it was just listing off everybody that had to work on the on the movie, and it was just like some asshole, <laughs> some some corporate dick, and it just goes on and on. Uh, they didn't actually the- mention anybody's real name, so they they didn't have to go through like the uh, what call it, the regular regulations. Uh, so yeah, I don't think there's anything yeah. that says you don't even have to have the title in front of the movie anymore, right? There's like absolutely nothing is required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, right. Just nice. Uh, but and then at the end they have the little cartoon with the uh, Chaos Whisper, <laughs> which has been set up for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And the little cartoon at the end is pretty funny. And they they list off the actors and uh, first is like Gina Carano and the the Deadpool little character starts like making lewd gestures and then it shows the credit for the uh, uh, the Ed Scrain. Scrying, the guy who played Ajax, and then he starts to really <laughs> make even more lewd gestures. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. So that's my number seven. The the credits. Okay. Um. Uh. Intro credits number two for me. Okay. Uh, really liked it. I like the um. Just, yeah, the still shots of him, you know, pulling the guy's underwear and all the other. Just a cool intro. Um, watched it again last. I've only seen this movie twice, and last night was the second time, and. Uh, I forgot how cool it opened up. So. I, I also do like how it absolutely sets the tone and setting for what you're about to watch. <laughs> and it's a jab at like all the people that that maybe didn't want this movie to get made or perhaps notes sent down from whoever saying, no, it's too violent. Mm-hmm. Cool. Alright, um, my number seven is I didn't like the bad guy, why he was the bad guy. Like, I think the uh, casting was fine. I had no problem with the actor. But it was just kind of weak. Like, I don't... I just... Why is he... Why? Because he's a dick to him? Like, in the, there's, it doesn't really set up on why this whole thing... Why is he a dick to him to begin with? 
um, other than just being a dick. But it's like just busting balls really at that point. Like I just didn't see, and I know he wanted to get because he did torture him and he wanted to get the cure and all that. But it just didn't. As with most of these movies, the villain just didn't. I didn't get this whole thing. Like I, I don't know. So it. The only thing I say about that is that his character, or uh, Deadpool, does bring some of it on himself. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he brings it all of it on himself. At least the beginning part when he goes into the uh, facility, he's just being a dick the whole time. And it's like I know that's his attitude. That's just the way he is. But I don't know I had a hard time just like why? Why do we care about? Why are they fighting? Why do they hate each other so much? So there it is. That's my number seven. Alex. Uh, my number seven is in the brutal, like when they start the montage of all the torture that they have to endure in that place, they just start playing Mr. Sandman. And much like Scott, I'm a sucker for a lot of juxtaposition between the soundtrack and the visuals in a movie or a TV show. So that was hilarious and just cringeworthy at the same time. Okay. Yeah. C- kind of like... um. Quentin Tarantino the, does that. In back to the future. <laughs> no, but like the juxtaposition of like yeah. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, not, mm-hmm. not Mr. Sandman. <laughs> it, it is kind of funny whenever you hear some some really old song like that, you immediately start thinking, all right, something hilarious is supposed to happen, or something really creepy is about to happen. Mm-hmm. It can never just be, oh, here's the music that they decided to pair with this scene because they thought it sounded cool, like. <laughs> What's the other? Well, um, Clockwork Orange singing in the rain. Yeah. During the beat rape scene, and yeah, yeah. (laughs) So something, yeah, very wholesome and lively. Uh, A wholesome, lively tune set to just some extreme, ultra violence. Yeah. What's the other? Is it American Werewolf in London, where they're doing the transformation scene and it's Blue Moon, or was it Blue Moon? I know there's another song in the background during the whole track. It's, it's creepy. I forget. Yeah. It's um, probably Werewolf in London. Werewolf Ludo. Spooky, scary. Werewolf Parmits. All right. Uh, Scott, number six. Number six is uh, early on. The, the big uh, action sequence on the bridge, or the overpass, I should say, when uh, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead show up, and <laughs> uh, Colossus stops him, Deadpool from killing the guy, and Deadpool punches him, or, re- or yeah, he gets stopped, and he reaches his hand back and feels... Uh, <laughs> Feels Colossus's metal crotch and says, "Dad." <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he make it's, a it's joke about? Sorry, go ahead. Doesn't he make a joke about feeling sorry for his old lady or whatever? Yeah, he punches him right in the dick and he breaks his arm. He breaks his other hand. He's like, "Oh, your poor wife." Yeah. <laughs> Gold. All right, uh, my number six is interactions with the cab driver. That was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's my number six too. I had it as romantic, romantic rival advice yeah. to yeah. Dopinder. 
<laughs> the very beginning, and then later on when he picks him up again and he has him in the trunk, and he's like, you shouldn't have done that. Very good. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and then he leaves the, the guns with him. That's the best part. Oh, yeah, he forgets. Yeah. Which is, that was that was actually a little bit of trivia. That was actually written into the film because they found out that they didn't have the budget to do any more special effects for Deadpool having guns or anything like that. <laughs> so they just had him forget his guns in the cab, which turned out to be amazing. Right. I, I don't know if that, how last minute that actually was. But, yeah, they wrote it that way so that they, <laughs> they had an out for not having these massive gunfights and could just do more like choreography choreograph stuff which is obviously cheaper mm-hmm. but he's got swords so it works yeah maximum effort <laughs> chalupas <laughs> all right uh that was alex's number six as well so yep <laughs> got number five number five is in the middle of the uh the big killing spree he goes on um after he kind of officially becomes deadpool uh is is <laughs> The guy that is in the middle of the ice rink, and Deadpool's on, <laughs> is is on the, well, he's on the Zamboni. <laughs> he's coming towards him, and all the time he's like, he can't stop laughing. You're gonna get killed by a Zamboni. <laughs> as the the Zamboni slow in the long shot, the Zamboni slowly edges towards this guy that's yeah, splayed out on the ice. Yeah, it's like reminiscent of Austin Powers, right? With yeah. Steamrollers coming out of. <laughs> there was a bunch of, of course, a lot of stuff, a lot of ad libs were cut out of this movie because there was just too many. But in this one particularly is because Ryan Reynolds or Deadpool was doing <laughs> a lot of Arnold impressions <laughs> when he was on the Samboni. Like, I used to see you. <laughs> Gold. So that was my number five. Okay. Nice. Uh, my number five was just. I thought the cast was really good for this. Um, I'm actually forgetting Ryan Reynolds. Just, I mean, obviously he seemed to fit the role pretty well. But like I said, the villain, even though I didn't like what they did with him, I thought he did it pretty well. Same with the big buff chick that's with him, and then um, yeah, she had she had a couple cool character beats. Yeah, I mean, less less angry Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) The the uh, oh, it's it's great. If you ever watch the outtakes for Deadpool, uh, so. When Ryan Reynolds is laying on that gurney, when he says that line, he actually reels off like twelve or thirteen different things, and they're all horrible. Like Gina Carano just standing right there, <laughs> taking all of them, and then she, and then he like finishes off with the uh, the the less angry Rosie O'Donnell, and she does the the fake punch, and then Ryan Reynolds just starts laughing. <laughs> he says, "I'm so sorry, Gina," <laughs> and she. And she says, "You motherfucker." <laughs> but yeah, She's her, like, uh, T.J. Miller, um, the little girl who put. There's another thing that teenage mega. I feel like my aunt trying to say teenage mutant Ninja Turtles Megasonic, back in the day. Megasonic teenage warhead. Yeah, I can't say that, and I just, I laugh because I think of my aunts and grandmas and stuff. The teenage what? I don't know the turtle show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Megasonic teenage Ma- mega mega. Yeah, with an N. Nega. Yeah. Um, Sonic Teenage Warhead. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought she was cool. I thought Colossus... Every, all the cast all around was good. And, of course, whatever her name is, the Vanessa from... Yeah, Marina Beckham. Yeah. Always always happy to see her in anything. Oh, from yeah. Gotham. If you guys have watched Gotham, you'd see you more mean Firefly? You, you mean Firefly? V? I think you um, meant Firefly. Shows that are still on the air, Scott. You can oh. Um, 
cast number five for me alex my number five is when he reveals himself to weasel and they have that little sit down and they just go back and forth on how ugly his face is <laughs> he comes up with the captain deadpool <laughs> no just just deadpool yeah, yeah, yeah that's the captain in first it was like it looks like your face is <laughs> like two avocados had an avocado had sex with an uglier, older avocado, and I'm not talking about like friendly. This was like some serious hate fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits there. He's like, "Thank you for that." I do like that there. There's a literal Deadpool in the movie, and uh, T.J. Miller has Wade Wilson's character. <laughs> like he's bet on Wade Wilson to die. <laughs> so does. Does Wade Wade Wilson in his condition? Does he look like Ted Danson? I think he does. <laughs> what? I don't know, but when I see him with that makeup, something about him he looks like Ted Danson to me. Jesus, no way. Yeah, I don't. You're on your own on that one, Jeff. <laughs> right, well. Jeff and his unnatural hate for Ted Danson. George Costanza. <laughs> Ted Danson better than me. He's not better than me. Anyway, I think it looks like Ted Danson. And but and that scene with TJ Miller is hilarious. Silicon Valley, back on the air, folks. Watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, Scott, number four? Yes. Okay, right. my number four is uh, during the climatic fight between Wade Wilson and Ajax. Um, <laughs> Deadpool gets stabbed in the head <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> it goes into slow motion, and then it starts playing... Uh, Chicago, I think it's Chicago. You're the inspiration. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's like reaching out uh, toward uh, Rena Baccarin, who's just been freed and hadn't realized that he was still alive. <laughs> and then in the middle of like him making like he makes like a little heart symbol with his hands, and then he makes a hole and starts sticking his finger in the hole. <laughs> 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 and she gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. You fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it just never breaks character. <laughs> so yeah, you're the inspiration. All right. Um, my number four is a mixed bag. So and just in general, in the humor of this movie, I find 70% of it hilarious and 30% it was almost like it was too much. And I was get, I get annoyed by it. So I don't know. I just wanted to call it out somehow. Most of it I did laugh, but then that sometimes I'm like, oh, all right, it was a little too much for me. But for the most part, the humor was was spot on. I love all the references. I love not taking anything seriously. Like we're taking you to see Professor X. It's like which one is it? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And this big house. Where is everybody? They can't afford to have anybody else in this house. And yeah, McAvoy or Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff, but at some time it was just getting a little bit too much for me at some point. So that's my number four. The humor mostly good, but a little bit bad. Yeah, I can I can only think of a couple jokes that really fell flat for me. Yeah. But was, yeah, for the most part, I would yeah I, I would say the same thing that I found most of it funny. It's not almost some of that wasn't too flat. It was just too much. Was like, yeah. I think this maybe was a little bit too bombarded with it with it for me. But um, all right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is the whole tiny hand scene, which is gross <laughs> and hilarious. <laughs> After Colossus handcuffs him, he's like, hey, 
hey out there, have you ever seen 127 hours? Just takes a knife and cuts off his own hand, which Colossus almost pukes. And he has a... <laughs> <laughs> he flips him off. It's like his severed hand is flipped off, and he jumps in the trash can. Then by the time he gets home with... Uh, oh, I forget his roommate's name. What's her face? Blind lady. Yeah, the blind lady. <laughs> I don't know her name. He's talking with her, then he's gently, like, caressing her face with his tiny baby hand. He's like, is it just me, or is your hand really small? Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gold. Yeah, she's funny too. Yeah. He tells her that he like hid crack in the house. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, Scott, number three. My number three is the hand thing. I bet it feels huge. (laughs) It talks about beating off with his tiny hand. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. There's the one scene where it flash. You get a flash cut to him like jerking off with the unicorn or whatever. And then like later on, he could see him like gathering like lotion and unicorn dolls. Like, oh god. Rated R. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three is the fight with Colossus because it just was pretty much. Um, oh god damn it. Uh, Monty Python fight. That's what I kept, yeah. <laughs> kept breaking all of his limbs. It just reminded me of that. That was pretty funny. Um, I did like that uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead actually laughs at him breaking his shit on glasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. Know, I just thought that whole fight was funny. Then especially with the humor of that and the just uh, refer- it had to be a reference to Holy Grail. I'm assuming. Um, hilarious. That's my number three, Alex. My number three is also a Colossus thing. We're at the very end where he's trying to give that speech. <laughs> very moral. And morally guide Wade Wilson to try and be one of the X-Men. Four or five moments. You don't wake up, hero. People think you wake up, hero. You go to work, hero. You come back, go to sleep, hero. No. Four or five moments depend where you're hero. <laughs> While he's saying that, just in the middle of it, just shoots a Jack in the face. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> He's like, you saw that coming, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, that was one of those things where it was it great. Was Colossus that it happened, but you saw it coming. Yeah, Colossus' reaction was what sold it most because he, yeah. he's got such a weak stomach for all the stuff that he's seen. This big, big tough dude who didn't change into human form once, by the way, even in the taxi cab. <laughs> but <laughs> whatevs. I think they could have saved some money. Yeah. Special yeah. effects. I think there was a reason for it too. I, like something to do with the actor, like the the physical actor versus the guy doing the voice. Like there was some reason they didn't do it. Didn't actually have a guy. Is there a Colossus? A current Colossus? Or is it this? Is it this one? Uh, there was a teenage Colossus from the previous X Men movie. Yeah, he but... showed up in the X Men two. But they haven't like rebooted him with the like first class or anything like that. Since I don't think so. McAvoy days. Okay. Yeah. yeah, not that I know. Maybe they just don't have to show him transforming. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just do that. that. He makes just... sound. He makes that sound when he transforms. <laughs> 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 just strobe the metal effects on top of him. You just yeah. need a still image for that. Um, speaking. Well, we already kind of mentioned her, but that Negasonic. Mutant Ninja Warrior. Um, did you <laughs> hear that? 
immature radioactive samurai slug. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that there was a trade between Marvel and Fox, and they wanted her, and Mar and Marvel wanted um, a character from the new the latest Guardians movie. I think it's the planet, some planet. I think it's the Kurt Russell. No, not the Kurt Russell character. I don't know. Some Margot's the Living Planet. Some new character you're going to see in this upcoming movie. And they made a trade. Huh. That's some of these things that they're doing. Because they, they, one of them owned the rights to the one and the other. And like, okay, we'll give you this if you give us that. I, I wonder if on. just like someday, like, like if there was like a, a, like a superhero draft. Where, <laughs> where they all, all the big studios had to sit down and draft who, the, who could be in their movies. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like the Dave Chappelle skit, the yeah. race draft. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I think we're number two now, right? Yes. All right, Scott, number two. The unmasking at the very end when he shows uh, Marina Baccarin's character uh, his his real face, <laughs> Vanessa, and he pulls off the mask. <laughs> He's got like a like a poorly cut out picture of Hugh Jackman <laughs> with like a rubber band around his head. <laughs> no, he me. stapled it to his own face. Oh, did he staple it? Yeah. Okay. Either <laughs> way, he did like poor, he said like little eye slits. <laughs> uh, gold. He's like, just picturing him fighting that, like the last, however long that, that last action scene is. He had this thing stapled to his face the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Just for the joke. Just for the joke. <laughs> it's, right. it's just at first it's disturbing. Like at, at first glance, I thought like he had layer of skin just flapping there or something like that. First glance, like what the hell? Oh, it's oh, never mind. It's just a picture. Of, <laughs> I don't know. It was the way I first saw it. I don't know. Maybe I gotta stop drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it's not because because you see him load up that stop magazine like that sexiest man alive, Hugh Jackman, and he puts that magazine in with a pile of guns. Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number two, we already mentioned uh, the intro credit scene. So, Alex, number two. My number two is all the fourth wall breaks. So I'm a sucker for good fourth wall breaks, which is why Deadpool is like my favorite Marvel character. Oh, well, he's up there. He's not my favorite favorite, probably. But he probably is. <laughs> like you said, all the jokes. And he has like, we're going to take you to the professor. <laughs> Tucker McAvoy or... You're Stewart. Awesome. What about when he breaks the fourth wall while breaking the fourth wall, and he comments on the fact that he's doing such? <laughs> mm-hmm. Just don't put me in a green CGI outfit. Yeah, and don't don't make it green or animated. <laughs> all the little yeah, all the little Easter eggs <laughs> and digs at the previous X Men movies. Not only with yeah with his dig at, at Green Lantern, but also the little action figure of the previous Deadpool incarnation. Gold. Yeah. Does he make round middle jokes too? I believe. Yeah, yeah, he does. does. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. So it basically says like he gets by on his looks. He can't actually act or something like that. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Plus the Ferris Bueller at the very end. Yeah, just uh, slightly related, the uh, Marvel vs. Capcom video game. I don't know yeah. if it was, was it the last one that he was in. I don't remember. but uh, Yeah, it wasn't the, the upcoming because there's a new one coming out. Yeah, so anyways, one of like Deadpool's special moves 
is that he reaches up and grabs the health bar above him and beats the other character with it. <laughs> Gold. Uh, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Every time he fires his guns, he just goes bang, 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 bang. <laughs> so. All right. Scott, number one. My number one is uh, just circle back to what I kind of t- talked about at the beginning. Uh, I love that this was a hard R. Uh, you know, it, as as cool as like the the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were, um, movies always still maintain that that very kind of PG thirteen uh, veneer, which is fine. I mean, these like Avengers doesn't need to be rated R to be good. Yeah, but uh, Bam- Batman either. By the way, it was it was cool to get something like that's purely for adults. Uh, to the point where people just assume after all these Marvel and DC movies that it was okay to send their kids in by themselves. <laughs> and so there, there are various stories of parents having to pull their kids out in the middle of the movie. <laughs> uh, and Ryan Reynolds had to do a specific PSA as Deadpool telling parents not to not to take their kids or, <laughs> or at least let the kids see it by themselves. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next Deadpool. Kind of keep this up. And like I said before, hopefully this does spawn uh, not necessarily comic movies, but just the idea that a hard R movie can still make money mm-hmm. if if you do it right. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing in Hollywood is they never they never want to make R rated movies because they they don't think they're going to make as much money off of them. Yeah. So everything gets PG thirteen, and I think most movies are worse off for it. Agreed. So, plus, plus Cable. Next movie, right? Cable? Yeah. yeah. Nate Summers? Yeah, I, I think my opinion is, yes, you can make a rated R movie, but it's very few characters can pull it off, and this seems to be the one. Like, one, and there's maybe a couple other. Like, I just don't want to, like you said, you don't need to make Avengers, you don't need to make Batman. Like, right, yeah, yeah. It's... And the money thing, I mean, obviously, if you make it R, you do limit your audience, so therefore you limit the amount of money you can make if you're just worried about money. But that, if, if you make a good movie, people will find a way to see it. I mean, hey, we all talk about how we saw RoboCop and Commando and stuff when we shouldn't have, and so. Formative movies. Yeah. But then again, we, I, don't know, I watched recorded copies from HBO, so I don't know if they're getting any money off of that. But... <laughs> We talked about it, and we bought their toys and action figures later, and watched the sequels. So, yeah. Original right. piracy. <laughs> um, my number one is just all, the general action. Just kind of go off everything you guys have been saying. Just the action scenes in this were really good. Um, especially, I think the beginning. Well, I mean, it's the beginning scene, but they kind of play it throughout the whole movie. Bits and pieces of it um, is awesome. Just with his twelve bullets or whatever, however many he had, and using all of them. Yep, this um, is my number one too. So yeah. Okay, all of that. I think the last fight scene doesn't is not as good, but it's still it's still fun. Um, but yeah, awesome fight scenes. Even the uh, um, the little like you said the little montage of him getting information, the little beatdowns and all that good good stuff. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I what, add some what, was stuff. okay. What, what was no, that? What was that? What was I that line where he says, uh, is that Colossus is like, hey, you didn't, you know, 
you shouldn't have killed, you know, all these people or something. And he's like, that guy was like that when I got here. And his <laughs> yeah. corpse just falls off of the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gold. Yeah, well choreographed. And then he uses that last bullet to kill, like, four guys, the last four guys. Yeah, and then he snorts the, the gun smoke. <laughs> I'm touching myself tonight. <laughs> True to his word. Yeah. I know. I'll give it this. All the of everything in this movie, the most impressive thing is he didn't take his mask didn't fall off or rip off in the final confrontation, so you can see. Oh, Ryan his, Reynolds, handsome yeah, face. Well, just to see, you know, they don't like that Spider-Man, right? His mask always falls off. Oh, Batman. I guess his doesn't. Some of the movies it did later, or like Batman 2, like the Michael Keaton one. It's like, I just don't like that. So it's cool it kept it on the whole time, and you don't need to see his face. And whatever animation they did do on his, I'm sure there was something going on there with his eyes, right? Were they yeah. doing something there? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was enough to see him emote. Mm-hmm. Emote. And that's, and that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, a great gag, too, throughout the movie to keep the whole comic book thing going on. Yeah. Although I think there's times, I know we think we talked about this, like little pet peeves where like they shoot over a guy's shoulder and you can tell whatever he's saying, his mouth isn't matching. There, I think there's some times where you can tell his mouth is not matching what he's saying, but I forgive <laughs> it. All right. Um, let's rate it, Scott. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rate it <laughs> yes. Well, I think we already, yeah, it's hard. Uh, uh, whew. It's tough. This is tough. Uh, yeah, I've been going back and forth on this, but for now I'm giving it a six. Yeah, yeah. Because I think this is one of those movies that I could just have on in the background, and at any point in the movie, it'd be like, oh yeah, it's this scene, and and want to watch whatever's going on. Yeah, so yeah, and a great comic book movie, and it's hilarious. So yeah, six for now. Okay. Um, even though I had a bunch of good stuff to say to it, I'm only going to give it a four just because there's enough of those jokes that I didn't like. And I, even though I like this R-rated version, I'd rather not watch an R-rated version comic book movie. Like, if I was going to watch a comic book movie, this would, would not be the fifth one I'd choose. So, for me, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't like it or, you know, love it. This is kind of where fall, four falls for us, right? Right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, that's where I put it. Four. Yeah. Alex. This is also a six for me. I love this movie. I would have it on all the time if I didn't have kids running around the house. (laughs) Don't watch this. I I do I do like it. Um, one thing I think we mentioned is just kind of a kind of a palate cleanser. Uh, because the DC movies are super bleak. Avengers movies are a little more fun. Uh, the X Men movies were eh. So it's nice to have this kind of thing that's it, it's its own thing, and it's meant to be funny, and we don't have to worry about, like, like oh, you know, that's not how Batman's supposed to work, or, oh, that's not how Superman's supposed to work, or whatever. Like, there are no real rules for Deadpool. He doesn't have any, baby. Except, you know, don't sew his mouth shut and put katanas in his forearms. Jeebus H. I don't know what you're talking about. How the fuck did Fox... <laughs> yeah, anyways. Uh, going back to what Scott said, I do like the fact I know or know or knew nothing about Deadpool. So the only thing I know is what's in this movie, and that is kind of refreshing going in, because it could be completely wrong, and I wouldn't know. That's just what it is. 
Whereas nowadays when I watch a Batman or Superman movie, I have all these, you know, prejudices coming in and preconceived notions on what Batman is. And that always hurts if they don't get it exactly as how I want it. So mm-hmm. that is cool going into one of these where you don't know anything about the character. All right, let's uh, do our crossover list, which is what, Scott? So this was our top five most humorous sex scenes from, I guess, media in general. Okay. But I kept. So I think I kept my movies. So my number five is the only. <laughs> I know it's in vogue to shit on Dane Cook. Uh, <laughs> at least it was up to a couple years ago. Yeah. I I really don't have one an opinion one way or the other about Dane Cook. To be honest, uh, I think. I, I don't like any of his movies, but in, That's for sure. in Good Luck Chuck, he did have one very, very funny scene. Uh, so so the point of this movie is that he sleeps with women, and then they find their true loves afterward, so like some other dude. So in the middle of the movie, there's this big montage of him sleeping with all these different women. And at one point, it shows him um, having sex with a woman wheelbarrow style. While they're in a wheelbarrow, <laughs> and that that cracked me up, and I still laugh when I think about it. So that's my number five, the funniest thing Dave Hook ever did. <laughs> All right, I've never seen it, but sounds funny. Um, my number five is it's not the actual sex scene, but it's off camera as they're about to have sex, and it's in um in the line of fire when um, aim high. Yeah, when <laughs> Clint Eastwood and Rene Russo, or he's finally somehow conned her into going to bed with him, even though he's like 50 years older than her. He's <laughs> um, Clint Eastwood, man. Yeah, I yeah. know. He's got wood and, in his name. And wood in his... Whoa! <laughs> she wasn't feeling lucky. I don't know, that didn't make sense. But <laughs> they're go- they, they kind of just show them entering the room, and they're kissing and all that stuff and they're going to the bed and as they're walking to the bed the camera shots on the floor and as because they're secret service agents you just see like handcuffs drop their guns drop their earphones drop uh whatever else other secret service all falls to the ground <laughs> they, you fi- kind of finally hear them get into bed and then the phone rings and one of them answers it and they're like fuck all right they decided to move the press conference up or whatever <laughs> and she gets up right away and then Clint was like God damn it, I gotta put all that shit back on. <laughs> so, I love that scene in that movie. So, In Line of Fire. Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is a classic Naked Gun when uh, Les Nielsen and Priscilla are about to get dirty. He's like, you should know, I practice safe sex. He's like, well, so do I. And they just have these gigantic full-body condoms that go from <laughs> head to ankles. Oh, <laughs> it's gross and hilarious at the same time. And you can see the wrappers are gigantic, like, told, like trash can lids. Ugh. Nice beat. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, I just had it stiffed. This is my number two, along with the second movie as well, where there's the hot dog in the bun and all that little entendre stuff. That little, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> montage of all those little things happening. Yeah. So both both of those naked guns. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Scott, number four. Speaking of Jesus, uh, number four oh. is from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And it's not even the main characters. It's the 
Uh, Maria Thayer and Jack McBrayer, the, the super conservative couple that's also there in Hawaii. And the, the <laughs> oh, yeah. dude's like freaked out about having sex, but he he finally like realizes that it's awesome. <laughs> and so you hear him say, like as they're having sex, it's like Jesus is between your thighs, but with a shorter beard. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line. So yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's my favorite about that one. And there was that's a pretty, I, it's pretty funny. Like the other sex scenes are pretty funny too in that one. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because I thought of those sex scenes with Elda Snow and Sarah Marshall. But I was like, that's not that. It's funny what's why he thinks she's not doing anything fun, and then it shows the sex scenes. But I forgot about that one. Yeah, you to have beard. sex with two women at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have the sexual prowess to pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> Like if I was God, I wouldn't pe- put the sewage treatment plant right next to the <laughs> playground. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> my number, my number four is scary movie. When uh, they go, <laughs> when they're going in there and he pulls off her panties in this giant afro bush. <laughs> That's a bush bump, Alex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that whole scene, and then finally with the climax at the end, just launch. Launching her up against the ceiling like fucking Ghostbusters, <laughs> Ghostbusters two style. No, this, like uh, this is fucking... Chris Pratt, by the way. Yeah, this is Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was an homage to uh, Freddy Krueger, Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, when Johnny true. Johnny Depp gets launched up there with a bunch of blood. That's true, but also reminded me of the I guess maybe the cons- consistency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, funny, <laughs> hilarious scene. Launches are in a ceiling, plus the giant bush. Uh, Alex, number four. Speaking of Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd. Ray has a dream, <laughs> and he's getting blown by that ghost. <laughs> he just has a big, stupid smile on his face. As a yeah, kid, the belt gets of course, done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the... I had no clue what the hell was going on. But now it's hilarious. <laughs> Does he go like cross-eyed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious, and you wish for that ghost to come into your room every night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Scott, number three. My number three is from "I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker." <laughs> and uh, early, early on in the movie, Keenan Ivory Wayne's uh, is is being uh, pressured. Um, to, to have sex with a woman. So he takes this woman home who seems, at first glance, seems really attractive. But then he, he gets back with, to, I think it's her apartment, and she basically says, oh, I've got to tell you something. And then she slowly, like, just starts deconstructing herself. She, like, has this wig, and she, she takes a wig off, and she just has, like, these few splotches of hair. Uh, she takes off, like, this... Uh, fake bra thing that she has on and she turns out she only has like one leg and so she takes that off <laughs> like she has same thing for her ass where uh she she takes off her fake ass and she takes out i think she takes out like fake teeth and just this this series of events and eventually gets freaked out and runs away and she starts chasing after him in one leg so i'm gonna get you a second <laughs> all right i've never that. seen it so all right um my number th- Three is Office Space with Peter. What's happening? <laughs> the dream sequence. That's uh, my number two. <laughs> oh, 
Lumberg. Peter's dreaming yeah. about his boss. <laughs> the woman's leg is up on his shoulder. Yeah. He's got the cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Peter. A little to the left. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Peter. Uh, Gary Cole's so good in that. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. And then just to go along, it's to add office space, the whole O face with what's his face. Oh. Oh. Hell. Oh. Hell, Lumberg fucker. <laughs> Lumberg. <laughs> Don't forget uh, to wear rubber, dude. Yeah. Jeepus <laughs> H. So number three, Office Space. Alex. My number three is Always Sunny in Philadelphia with uh, Lethal Weapon 5. Ooh, Frank? We're, we're Frank. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Frank. I'm about to dive in. That you see it with his with his freaking Native American braids yes. and everything. Oh, go, 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 slow motion. That's what it was. Oh my gosh, gold. That's awesome. If we ever do the top creepiest sex scenes, uh, <laughs> Dennis will be number one. Yeah. On that list. Oh, Jesus H. <laughs> nice pull. I totally forgot about that. Even though I, I think I quoted it when we started the episode. Yeah, time. you did. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, Scott, number two I think you said scary, or Office Space Yep, the Office Space scene Just right, just, and... just him, like Does he have a tie-on? I forget No, he no, doesn't he doesn't have a tie-on okay. He has a coffee he's mug a, a Suspenders or something But yeah, either way He's got he's got the glasses on And the, the coffee mug <laughs> Could you move over to the left? Great <laughs> Nice uh, My number two was, uh, Alex already had it It was the Naked Gun scenes so uh alex number two my number two is from the league when they're doing <laughs> the i don't know what the episode was called but they did a lot on the uh, vinegar strokes <laughs> and everybody was saying it's like what the hell is that it's like you know when you're about to finish and it looks like somebody put a spoonful of vinegar under your nose and you make that face <laughs> and at the very end silver silverman turns out she used to be fat in high school and had sex with all of the gang from the league pretty much Except for, oh, she's, uh... She's a sister of one of them. Right? Yeah, the sister of the plastic surgeon. Okay. With, his, uh, with, all, <laughs> with all the stupid hats. And the fucked up teeth. Uh, Andre. Yeah, with well, Andre, thank you. <laughs> and all of a sudden they hear something <laughs> in, uh, in Ruxin's bathroom when they open the door, and it's his dad being played by Jeff Goldblum <laughs> banging Sarah Silverman. <laughs> He's, he's like, oh, he's in his vinegar strokes. Forever unclean. <laughs> Forever unclean. <laughs> yep. Can't unsee your dad in his vinegar strokes. It is It is funny how much uh, Jeff Goldblum looks like Nick Kroll. By the yeah. Way. yeah. Yeah. That was perfect casting when they yeah. did that on that show. All right. Uh, Scott, number one. Number one, and this might be everybody's number one. Yeah, I have a feeling it is. Uh, <laughs> Team America, World Police. Uh, nope. I should yep. have thought of that, but not not my number. Yeah, uh, the the big sex scene in the the middle of the movie, where they, it's just the puppets and they, they do all the weird positions, and I can never remember if they cut it from the theatrical version, but at one point. Uh, yeah, the the fecal matter. 
Yeah, I forget who shits on who, but one of, yeah, one of them gives the other one a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> like, right on the face. The whole time it's just the puppets, though. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, and it goes it goes on for like five minutes too. And the the song they play is rad. Uh, how's it go? Um, Something about an empty nest. Oh, only a woman. Yeah, only. A Should woman. be doing what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. DVD. Yeah. And I want to say what the best part, one of the best parts is that kicks off that whole sex scene, which is like, if you can't, if you die, I don't know what I would do. Promise me you won't die. I don't know. She's like, because if you promise me you won't die, I will have sex with you right now. <laughs> I promise I won't die. <laughs> yeah, then it's golden showers, all that stuff. <laughs> Nasty. Is, is hilarious. That, is, that, is that, like, right before that happens, doesn't she, like, cover his mouth? their hands but like she keeps poking them in the eye because they're puppets and they're not very dexterous <laughs> yeah probably oh that was at the very end yeah right after the steamers and the showers only a woman <laughs> nice well that's my number one as well so nice. alex what's yours my number one in retrospect probably it should be team america but this is the one i thought of first and it it's always hilarious to me shoot him up when uh Clavo and is having sex with, uh, what's her face? Monica Bellucci. Yeah, Monica Bellucci. And he takes out a whole SWAT team <laughs> while he's doing her. Gold. Damn, you know, I watched that movie like ten times when it first came out, but I haven't seen it since then. So I don't remember that. Yep, it's, Is that when he's, he's eating a carrot? <laughs> oh, she was eating a <laughs> carrot, if you know what I mean. Whoa! Whoa! But no, they're just in bed, and then he sees something out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> He starts rolling over with her, and of course he has a gun under the pillow. And he just starts killing everybody, and she's clinging onto him for dear life. Nice. That movie was good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch that again. Yes. Same here. All right. Uh, good list, gentlemen. Um, any feedback this week or information from our viewers, listeners, whatever the hell they are? <laughs> Fans. Friends of the show. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think we have a new... Uh, a new listener chiming in, Alan. All right. You guys know him? All right. Well, Alan says he didn't include Deadpool on the list, but International Women's Day alone would probably be number one. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to agree. Yeah, yeah. That that, that almost up. made it onto that. The whole sex montage almost made it into my, my Deadpool top seven. Yeah. That was pretty great. And it says Deadpool is, he rates it as a number six, and it might be seven in a few years. I guess we'll see how it ages. Hmm. We go on to his list, uh, Demolition Man. <laughs> That's pretty the, solid, yeah. <laughs> the hand towel. <laughs> yeah. Just kills him every time. <laughs> she comes over and just hands it to him. Uh, a 40-year-old virgin. Oh, no, the hunker chunk <laughs> uh, Horizontal Mambo. Yeah, it was a good kiss. A uh, 40-year-old virgin when he has the flashback of all the, the failed attempts at sex that Steve Carell had. But the tow girl... <laughs> Yeah. Kicks her in the face is the best. <laughs> uh, young Frankenstein when Madeline Kahn starts singing. He also has Office Space. Yeah. And is number one, Team America. Yep. All right. Thank you, Alan. Yeah. And uh, Clayton chimes in once again. Thanks, Clayton. 
Uh, let's see. Deadpool is a five for him. Above average comedy. Lots of good moments. Best humor sex. He starts off with some honorable mentions. Uh, <laughs> Lonely Island. And I should have... <laughs> I should have uh, put these guys on my top five list also with their videos. I just had sex, just in my pants, dick in the box. Anyway, it's only gay. It's never, it's not gay. If it's a three way. That's right. Awesome. All right. Is number five is any HK film that isn't a category three movie. What does that mean? Scott? Uh, I think, <laughs> I think that means, you know, I don't know what the category thing is. I, I could guess, but I think what he means is that they don't really show sex in Hong Kong movies. <laughs> so when they do have it, it's very, very tame. Oh, okay. Maybe oh, I could Hong be Kong. I could be these all, he says these all basically turn into act like you're horny on network TV, fully clothed people making out and super yeah. dramatized non-sex. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I was right. That's right. I never noticed it because, you know, Jackie Chan movies don't really have a lot of that stuff. Or Bruce Lee movies either. Anyways. Well, there there was that one lady who would buy them up <laughs> yeah, in his apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, number four, the Kanan Lynch Roadhouse sex scene. No, the Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Lynch. Sorry, yes. not Kanan Lynch. <laughs> Kelly Lynch Roadhouse Kelly sex Lynch. scene. Yeah, that's that's pretty awkward. I, I don't know that that's uh, that's hilarious because it's awkward, not because it was meant to be hilarious. <laughs> wasn't it, wasn't this doesn't the story go that uh, Bill Murray always calls up <laughs> Kelly Lynch's or Kelly's husband anytime he sees that scene on TV and tells him that Patrick Swayze is nailing his wife. <laughs> well, that's what Clayton mentioned also. Oh, okay, <laughs> he said just throwing her against the rocks. Yeah. Uh, number three. Damn it. These are some good ones. <laughs> Cabin Boy. <laughs> These pipes are clean. <laughs> uh, number two. The Master of Your Domain episode from Seinfeld. It's like they're looking at the at the naked lady <laughs> across in the building across the way. Then they see naked Kramer. <laughs> and number one, which I completely forgot about this, was his is from MacGruber. That he has back-to-back sex scenes in the graveyard with his ghost wife, and then with Kristen Wiig. <laughs> and it's the best one. MacGruber has to tell Wig to stop trying to talk dirty after she responds to telling him he's going to fill her up. He's like, I'm going to fill you up. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> That's a good list, Clayton. Clayton, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Clayton. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie, and I don't want to see that movie. You probably should. You probably will, and then tell us how great it is. Probably not. <laughs> what is it, Grandpapa? Grandpapa. That's him. I know. That's like the only thing I think I like him in. So. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Or is it on to sports? <laughs> I think it's on to sports. Yeah, All right. it. All right. It's on to sports. Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. Uh, so, uh, Guy Bear takes the Ducks to yet another victory over the you, Oilers. Alex, I believe it's Guy Herbert. Oh, Guy, my mistake. Guy Herbert, all-star puck catcher. He uh, stopped some pucks, and uh, they won 6-3 to three over Edmonton. Edmonton? Edmonton. So, yeah, Ducks are still in the playoffs. Go Ducks. 
<laughs> Alex, name a name a hockey player that has played on the Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I don't know. Wayne Ed- take- Wade Edmonton. You're close. <laughs> You're actually close. Very close. Name one hockey player you know. Wayne Gretzky. There you go. Mostly because he was in that cartoon with uh, Michael Jordan and uh, Bo Jackson. Pro Stars. Yeah, the Pro Stars. (laughs) Wayne Gretzky was the inventor. (laughs) Because he's not actually like physically imposing like the other two are. (laughs) But he had that hockey stick that shot out pucks and then he slap shot at them and they exploded. Right. He He invented it. Yeah. He invented that. Yeah, so he was the Donatello of the group. Right. Except yeah. Donatello could actually fight. Well, Gretzky doesn't need to fight. He has Marty McSorley and Bob yeah. Sanko on, on his wing. So. Did, did, <laughs> they were did in the cartoon, Marty, too? Didn't Marty McSorley take up a skate one time and try to stab a guy? That was Happy Gilmore. Uh, Close, though. I know he clubbed a guy over the head. <laughs> yeah, he did beat a guy. <laughs> did slash him in the back of the head and got arrested for it. So. Jeebus H. He's got that going for him. You know, it's pretty bad when it goes beyond just getting sent to the penalty box. I just get yeah. the police involved. Hey, I like Marty McSorley. He was a good king. Um, but yeah, that that was uncalled for. The, hey. the king of Edmonton. King of Edmonton. Um. All right. Um. <laughs> time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Okay, not a ton for me this week. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh yeah. Opens up Thursday. So by the time everybody hears this, you only have a day or two to to wait before going to see this. Uh, I'm looking forward to this a lot. Uh, every all the trailers and commercials and everything I've ever seen from it uh, has to be hyped, as the kids say. I imagine you. So I know Alex is on board. Oh, I remember yeah. Jeff saying you like Guardians, but not as much as everybody else seemed to. Is that correct? Uh. No, I, I liked it a lot. I just when I saw everyone was telling me it was Star Wars and I went in to see it, it was, like, it was not Star Wars, but I liked it. It's that would probably be in my top five. Okay, because um, it movies. probably meant it was the Star Wars of Marvel movies. I don't know, but whatever people put my expectations as, it was not that. But I enjoy it a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, uh, and speaking of Guardians, I am Groot. Uh, there's some news about. The, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that'll, that'll appear at certain Disneyland parks, anyway. Oh, yeah. I got to see it recently without all the scaffolding. The building looks really cool. Yeah, so... That actually Me, too. Is, I was there Thursday. Yeah, the, the whole thing is supposed to open up next month. That's crazy. Damn. Uh, well, I mean, all the internal mechanics are still in place, really. Yeah, well, this time they're supposed to be... So, that that's, that's what I was going to say, is... Uh, so, there's supposed to be a vignette that plays out while you're doing the ride, as opposed to the the old Tower Terror, there was a thing at the beginning, and then you just kind of get flung about. Uh, this time, apparently, you, it'll be like Star Tours, where you could potentially get a different uh, sequence when you get on there with different people from the movie. Um, uh, the thing I read said that it'll at least be Star Lord and Drax. Uh, with other people involved. Apparently the, the opening part, like when you're walking through the line will be the, the collector's menagerie or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And apparently rocket will be a part of that. Uh, I don't know what capacity, 
So I don't know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I think I'll always miss the, the old Tower Terror. Cause it was super cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I look forward to getting the chance to to ride the new the new Gardens of the Galaxy thing uh, as Disneyland slowly becomes as California Adventure slowly becomes Marvel Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. This is just the first step. Mm-hmm. And then, guys, I think we talked about it last week. I don't know if it was on air or off air that it's 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 in the Thor Ragnarok trailer. I sent you guys the picture. Did you see it? Yeah, it, it does have a similar a similar shape to the building and stuff and and color scheme. So it could yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. It's a blurry picture, but yeah, it does. It definitely looks like it. And I was at Disneyland on Thursday, and it uh, it looks it looks like it's finished. I mean, the outside anyway, from where we were. We didn't get right up to it because there was nothing else in that part of the park besides that. And if it's not open, <laughs> not really a reason to go. But oh, you didn't go see we the, the Frozen show? No. Oh, it was so good. We were waiting for the stupid cars ride for an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah you fast passed that shit, man. There's it no was gone. Things. We got there at one o'clock or two o'clock, and the fast passes were already gone. Oh yeah, you got to get there first thing. Uh, it was bad, but um, whatever. We drink. We had, you can drink beers there, so we doubled just <laughs> some beers in line, and we were good to go. <laughs> beers. Um, anyway, yeah, it looks like it's. Yeah, I'm ex Scott. I think I'm gonna miss Tower of Terror, but it still looks like it'll be pretty cool and. As they build the land out, I think it'll make more sense. Because right now it's kind of weird. It's like on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's okay? So, it's a really fast turnaround on this thing if you think about it. Um, I mean, a lot of it probably had to be done ahead of time, like the the whatever filming that they need to do for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's just the superstructure to make it look like Guardians, and then whatever the the thing that plays out in the inside. Because the the ride itself, they probably didn't. They're probably just mostly left alone. Right. So well, we, we went on it in November, and it was still Tower of Terror, right? Yeah. When we all went, Scott? Yeah. So, yeah, it's five months, six months. Yeah. Not quick. Yeah, for Disney, yeah. We had to do that late checkout thing, which was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, okay, so Guardians. I'm sure we'll have more to say about this next week. Uh, I imagine at least... I'm, I'm going to try to see it this, this week, so... Uh, I don't know about Jeff. And Alex isn't allowed to have fun, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, you could take the boys. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> uh, my other news is American Gods, I think, premiered tonight. Oh, man. So I want to get around to that eventually. Uh, I think on Stars, which I don't have access to. But uh looks like it has a great cast. Uh, mm-hmm. it, Ian McShane, anything with Ian McShane in it is it's probably going to be good. It's probably yeah. solid. He's got a good track record these days. Ty uh, Lung himself. Yeah, but I've I, I read the book many years ago and enjoyed it. Uh, so I look look forward to seeing how they adapt it uh, and how everything plays out. Yeah, it's got the, the really cool premise of there being gods, uh, various gods still Weird. in the world. They got brought over by the immigrants. Something like that. Yeah, that was the 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 story of how they came over to the to the well, to America, really. Yeah. So without well, without spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah. Read the books, people. Or the book. This is the only one. And it's yeah. awesome. Okay, and that's pretty much all for me this week. Uh Jeff, did you have anything to add? Um, not really, other than um 
I was going to say. I actually was going to talk about Guardians because I was at Disneyland, so I saw that. We already talked about that. Um, went on Hyperspace Mountain, and it still sucks. I got the old <laughs> Space Mountain back. They're, they're going to change it back to Space Mountain soon. Yeah, I hope so because it's really? so cheesy. Yeah, they are. Why? I mean, why would they, though? Because they're, they're going to have like Star Wars stuff in perpetuity over the next... But that'll be Star Wars land, though. Yeah. Uh, I guess have so. other Star Wars stuff. Plus, we still have Star Tours there. Which, by the way, I finally got to take my oldest son, Luca. I finally got to see. He's 40 inches tall, finally. He barely makes it. But they, <laughs> they had to check him multiple times on the <laughs> on the little measuring thing. Yeah, Leah told me that it was, his mind was blown. Yeah. It was awesome. He was getting flung around <laughs> everywhere. I had to keep a, keep a hand on him. <laughs> yeah. Did he get... Which Which one did... You, well... He didn't get picked, did he? No, unfortunately. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah. Too bad it's, like, random. Is it, it, I guess it would be impossible to have, like, somebody sit there all day long. And, well, I guess it wouldn't be that tough, but... Because you always want to pick out, like, the little kid or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So that ride's got to... I mean, it's fun, but I hope whatever they're doing over there is enough that we can get rid of Star Tours. Because <laughs> it's showing its age and... We went on it, and actually, believe it or not, we did the pod race, and that was actually pretty fun, I have to admit. But yeah, we got that one too. It, it just uh, just does not look good or feel good. I don't know. I it definitely doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, we know that about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, and I guess especially when they keep piping that onion smell into the cockpit. So the last thing, because I was there, I was able to go, you know, get a little sneak peek of the Star Wars land. It's making a lot of progress. You can see the steel structures of the AT-ATs, and they're being enclosed in a building now, but you can kind of see them in there. That was pretty cool. Um, you could almost and, fly an A-wing through those things. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's huge. I know they said it's going to be the biggest land, and I believe it, because that thing's huge. When you're yeah. in a parking structure, and you look down, you're like, oh, my God. You mean the Death Star? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we went down to where Big Thunder is, where they have it blocked off, but we kind of peek through. And there's lots of um, Jawa. new mountain work there. Jawas. <laughs> yeah, no, not Jawas. But <laughs> like I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be able to open up that path again. Like Star Wars Land's not going to be ready, but they can at least open Rivers of America again and kind of get Frontierland back to um, being accessible again. Because it looks like a lot of that work, that rock, rock work, is being done. I mean. I think we can kind of see train tracks being laid back there, and I think it's supposed to open up again this summer. I'm not sure about that, but well, lots lo- of work's being done. As long as Fantasmic gets back. Yeah, that was not there, and there was electrical parade, but we missed it. Oh, the boys loved it. Yeah, we went to take the scene. Not the light of night. Was the was that Tinkerbell float? Oh wait, you didn't see it, but I could have sworn one of them was new, like completely brand new. It was a Tinkerbell thing, but I wasn't sure. I, I, I was going to ask you, but you didn't see it. I, don't, I, I didn't I was, think you would want to see it. <laughs> I was, no, I kind of wanted to see it, just, you know, but then I was afraid of, like, Nam flashbacks and stuff, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> I definitely, we were coming, so we stayed at California Adventure until the park closed, and then we went back into Disneyland. And there's a huge line to get back into Disneyland after that, because it's, it's open for three extra hours in the other park. And we're going up Main Street, but it's like the parade's about to come down. And all of a sudden, like I was just just knowing how to get through crowds again. I was like, get out of my way. Pardon me. Stiff army <laughs> kids out of the way. Just like, boom. All right. We want to get to this side of the park because it's, it was just funny. It was having flashbacks. But, 
didn't actually get to hear the music, which was both good and bad. So, so I caught the Light at the Night, which was the other parade. Mm-hmm. And they play the song from the end of Wreck-It Ralph like 20 times. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what's worse, that or the, the electrical parade music. Electrical parade music. Because <laughs> that doesn't even need lyrics. That tune is just stuck in your head forever. All right. That's all I got. Yep. Alex, anything to add? Uh, yeah, quickly, I started watching the new MST3K on Netflix, oh. and it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. I mean, I've only seen the first movie, <laughs> Reptilicus, and they it's actually, this one is a little bit more sing-songy. They made up a couple of songs about Reptilicus, which were pretty damn good. Uh, but it seemed like they were trying to cram in a, a, too many jokes into the into the movie at some points. So that's the only thing that bad about it. But it had me legitimately chuckling, chuckling and laughing for most of it. So I recommend. Yeah, I actually started watching it too. I didn't get through the first movie, but I started watching it. It was bringing back, bringing back uh, <laughs> the old days watching that on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah, I dig it. Special appearance by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Wheaton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like him and um, Felicia Day, right? And, yeah, uh, Patton Oswalt. They're Patton like Oswald. the regulars now. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, uh, that wraps up this week. What are we talking about next week, Alex? Next week, I'm going to be taking a suggestion from listener Garth from Twitter. Uh, he suggested we do Inner Space, and I agree. I haven't seen that movie in, I, I'm going to say, over 20 years. Excellent. Party on, Garth. Party on. <laughs> All right. And what are we gonna, what's our moment? What are we going to cross over to? Our crossover is going to be our top five shrink instances of shrinking in entertainment. All right. So something Sounds shrinks, good. put it on your list. There is no Hauser, only Quaid. <laughs> was that? Thanks for listening, everybody. Wait, how did that shrink? Dennis Quaid's in interest. Oh, right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First want to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.